The Guardians inducted Manny Ramirez into the team Hall of Fame over the weekend. Should they have just signed him to finish out the season? You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the app, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWN for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. I got one box left on my Immaculate Grid. It's about the highlight of my baseball weekend here. Managed to have uh, Plesak and Quantrell, not not the ones we saw this year. <laughs> right, Got both of those guys in there, and a Joe Carter. And Mickey Cabrera. Good old days. And... I, I got to say this. Uh, I was kind of, I enjoyed watching Mickey Cabrera today because he is the guy that I remember. Like he was playing when I was in college. So he's probably the, he's got to be the only one left. But I remember him being the young kid, Hall of Fame career. Uh, it's nice chill. to see him rip what should have been a double if it was only a single. But uh, I, you know, I got to, I got to love those guys who were there when I was young. There's not many of them left. Hats off to you, Mickey. Great career. I don't care if he was a Cleveland killer. Uh, you got to respect those guys at the end of the day. And it's not like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't remember a hint of impropriety with that guy, too. Mm, I'm, I'm not going to go into it. There, there were things. That's no not things, the point, okay. though. Uh, but still. This, the highlight of the weekend, yeah, was literally Miguel Cabrera's retirement, like last time he'll play yeah. in Cleveland, and the Manny Ramirez induction. There, I mean, the next, the next biggest thing you could really say about this weekend is Logan Allen had a tough start to Sunday's game, and he rebounded to go six innings and only allowed two runs. Like, he threw... What was he at? 47 pitches through two innings, I think. And he came back and pitched four more, and he was great. So the fact that he got through six innings after 47 pitches and two is great. And then the rest of it's, you know, Manny in the Hall of Fame and and saying goodbye to Miguel Cabrera. Like, that was that was a pretty – it was a pretty weak series. It was pretty weak. This Tigers team is on the rise, and, well, I don't know. I'm not as high, I'm not as high on them as I think you are. I think yeah, well, it's more it's like, more so about where the Guardians are right now to me. Just – just a you know, it, like Riley Green has had a great year. Kerry Carpenter, Kerry Carpenter is going to replace like whenever I talk about that guy who overachieved, you need to give an opportunity to see if he's the guy in your system. Like is a 19th round pick that he's the new example of, of that. Uh, you know, their outfield, uh, Akil Badu. Okay. Maybe the upgrade, you know, Rogers is a solid catcher. Their infield's a disaster. Spencer Torkelson's a massive disappointment, but they got some interesting young arms. Did you see what Torkelson did this weekend? He did, but and he's had a great, he's had he's had a great month of July too, or uh, July and August. I mean, maybe he's turning it around, but he has been for a top overall pick. It's been a disappointing. What does that say about this weekend then? If that, if he's a disappointment, because he absolutely torched the Guardians. Well, it was just it's funny. Like the first inning struggles with this team uh, seem to keep occurring. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was. Here's the thing. Like, uh, there's that's my new line. That I need to cut out. Everyone still complains. I, we have so many people in our comments, so many people on Twitter, like, oh, they gave up the season. When you lose three series to the Tigers, you were never going anywhere. Like, there's six games back. You know, we've had someone every day, I think Bill Stearns is, is the person who's like, oh, you can't say when there's only four games back. It's like, no, you can, because the four, four games, games back of a bad division. You're four games yeah, back of a, a team a who's also flawed. Team. And, and again, the Tigers are, you know, had the I think the sixth worst record in baseball coming into the series that now obviously improved it, but this team was not good. And especially when they went down now, 
you know, when they went down, when Naylor went down, the offense went away. You know, I pulled up like over the last 30 days. uh, If you want an OPS over 700, that's like my minimum. You've got Rokio, you've got Arias, you've got Quan, and you got Jose. Jose isn't even playing really well of late. Like no one is hitting. No one's doing anything. Andres is over 700. Feels like every time Andres has five good games, he then falls in the crapper again and struggles. Like he cannot put anything together consistently. This team has been inconsistent all year. They've still only swept one series. They've only been swept twice, but they, they couldn't get anything together. All year, this felt like a, a team that struggled with fundamentals, couldn't take advantage of new base uh, running rules, couldn't find any consistency. And we saw it again this weekend. This is a team that, I mean, Saturday they should have won. How many times did they get the runner at third with less than two outs and they couldn't get him home? Now, how many times did this team just give away at bats? How many times did the bullpen come in and stink it up? It is a team that has looked, they've looked like a bad team most of this year. There's not been too many stretches where you felt good about this team. For as much as people want to be like, you know, things are getting mailed in or whatever. They're athletes. If if these are guys who are mailing it in because the front office sold, like they might be mad, but anyone who would quit on the season, you're already screwed because if this whole team is a bunch of quitters, then they were never going to go anywhere anyways. And not only that, but you have a bunch of guys in this team who are still young. I mean, look at the roster. You still yeah, have things to prove. Right. Quan, even Quan, who was third and rookie of the year last year, like he still has to to follow up with that. Jimenez is still trying to earn that. You know, he's still trying to prove that he's that's the other thing I hate about. That's uh, one of those stereotypes people make up, too, is that uh, once a guy gets his big contract, he stops trying because he got paid. Like it's always the opposite. It's always the player puts more pressure on himself to live up to the hype of that contract. And, the, and that's what compounds some struggles. Uh, but you still have a lot of young guys. I mean, Bo Naylor is still trying to prove it. Tyler Freeman, Gabby Arias, Rokio's up. All these young guys are still trying to prove their worth in the majors. So if they're quitting, then they're quitting on their careers, not just quitting yeah. on the season and in the team. They're quitting on their I careers. Mean, so, yeah, I don't, Brennan, I don't buy that at all. Yeah, Brennan and Oscar Gonzalez are not guaranteed roles in the year. Arias and Rokio are fighting for the same job. Uh, I mean, the only person, only people who have like a contract in place are, are Andres and Jose. So right. yeah, there's little, it's not that Miles the Straw reason this team is in place, by the way. Unfortunately. Yeah. But he's a backup, a backup who has or a six four OPS and an OBP. That's why he should be near, a backup. A OBP. That's almost below 300, by the way, his OBP is down to 300. No, I mean, here's the thing. Great defense has speed. Put him in a role where he can actually be effective. Don't play him every day. He's Billy uh, Hamilton. Which means he's Billy Hamilton. Yeah, just which is a, listen. Billy Hamilton kept finding jobs because that's valuable as the last guy on your roster. Make him that. But it's not it's valuable, and you're paying him twenty five million dollars a year or a year not for over him. over a five year. Sorry, okay. I mean, five, you know, five, not valuable five even million. five million. No, yeah, I mean five million is high. Yes, but at, for this club, as is. you go, yeah, that's the saying. It, it's high. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you, but it's just in general, this is a bad team. Like the starting pitching has been great. The bullpen has been so inconsistent in the offense. Again, it's the problem that everyone has taken a step back offensively outside of Jose and Naylor who's hurt. And then none of the young kids have really stepped it up. We haven't had anyone who was like Oscar a year ago. We haven't had anyone who is like Quan a year ago. We haven't had anyone who has been a plus offensive performer. I, instead we had plus pitching performances from the rookies, but I, it's just a bad team. And it's a team where a lot of players regressed. And it is even saying that, you know, a week ago when you and I were um, texting, I sent you the data for these two offenses. They have literally across the board, almost identical offensive production from a year ago, but the changes, the league is different. 
what was last year a 99 weighted runs created offense with virtually the same lines is now an 89 because with the change in base running and everything else, teams are scoring more, they're getting more across, but Cleveland's base running has gotten worse with the rule changes. Uh, there, there are some levels where this just feels like a team that feels undercoached, underprepared, under not ready for these rule changes. The, I mean, and Yale still can't figure out what the pitch clock is. And he was in the minors when there was one. It's this team felt like they, I don't know, this either some guys came in, believed in their own hype or some guys weren't prepared or everyone were caught with their pants down. But right now watching this team, it's hard to feel like anything else in this team came in, not ready for what is baseball now. The starting pitchers haven't felt that way. Obviously, no, you know, I mean, the starting pitching is the only thing you really have. That's a positive. Yeah. Uh, I, well, as far as the second half is concerned, I think these are, these are two things that stand out to me the most since Josh Naylor's last game. Here's Jose's batting line. He is hitting uh silver 59 play appearances, not including Sunday's games. Uh, he is hitting 208, 288, 283 for a 571 OPS. That's a 45 WRC plus. He has zero home runs and four doubles. He has three RBI. That is since Josh Naylor's injury. Is that a coincidence? I mean, how much we've, we've like for the best hitters, it's, they it's shouldn't fall though. apart that much. No, I agree, but there's no doubt that he's being pitched too differently. Like you can't say, oh, he's trying to get on. He's trying to he's trying to uh, do more, so he's striking out more. He's got six strikeouts and six walks in that time. He's not walking a lot, but he's not striking out a lot. So he's not trying to chase more. He just isn't hitting the ball. I don't know. I, I'm not looking at the, I don't have a hard hit rate is about the same as it's been all year. He's hitting more ground balls. He's hitting less fly balls. He's got a 51% ground ball rate in that time. Yeah. Which is always going to lead to issues. That's always, yeah, always going to lead to issues. I'm just saying, I don't think it's a coincidence. And here's the other thing too. Well, I'll save the other thing here uh, in just a moment. We'll come back. We'll talk about the other stat that stands out the most. We're going to talk about failures and building depth and, and development. And then if there's any reinforcements coming and, Maybe some other fun stuff if there's any fun stuff to get to. All coming up on Lockdown. There is some fun stuff, I promise. Maybe. Maybe there's fun stuff coming up here as fall approaches. If you're going to any football games, maybe college football, the NFL. Uh, Don't stress about buying tickets to any of those fun events, though. You can browse the Game Time app and you can find tickets, deals on tickets right up to the day of any event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for all sorts of sporting events, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time isn't going to just give you your money back. They're going to give you 110% of the difference as well. And you can get things like images of your seats too, which is, I think is always important you're going to a game, especially if you're going to uh, a venue where you've never been before. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time, download the game time app, create an account, use code lockdown and MLB. You're going to get $20. I'm sorry. Lockdown will be, you're going to get $20 off your first purchase terms apply, create an account, redeem code lockdown MLB for that $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Guardians are taking the day off Monday, literally not, not just figuratively. Um, they're back in action on Tuesday as Ahmed Rosario and the Los Angeles Dodgers come to town. Uh, you're going to win. Maybe you can use game time for that too, because you're going to see uh, Clayton Kershaw and Bobby Miller pitch this week. That should be fun if you just like baseball. Uh, but listen to all the action. If you can't go on your Sirius XM app, just search Guardians. Um, here's the other thing for that I looked at the second half too. We were talking about this off air. The Guardians have the 10th worst ERA 
in their bullpen in the second half. They're 21st in the era because they're, they're the 11th worst bullpen in the second half. They have a 477 ERA. That's not good. You cannot have a bullpen that's near the bottom 10 in ERA, and they're tied for 20th, by the way, not 21st. So they are tied for 20th before Sunday's games. You cannot have a bottom 10 bullpen and a bottom 10 offense. Like, that's the other thing. The offense was mediocre a year ago, right? They got by with a mediocre offense because they, they had a average. top five bullpen. Yeah. But when you have a top five bullpen, guess what? That hides a lot of your warts. And the bullpen's not doing that right now. I mean, you texted me the other day about all the outings that Nick Sandlin and De Los Santos and Morgan and Henches, all these guys are giving up runs in like a majority of their last few appearances. Like they'll go three or four games. They don't give up a run. And then it's like the next two or three and a four, they allow a run in a row. And then even class A has been more hittable this year. Like you can't have a bottom 10 bullpen. So if people are saying that this team, you know, quit because of the trading deadline or whatever, the bullpen is still, full of the same guys that were good a year ago. Now it's foolish to believe that a bullpen is always going to be as good as it was the year before. Cause that's never been the case in history outside of, you know, very few times, but the bullpen didn't, I mean, could it, could a bullpen always use help? Yes. A bullpen could always use help, but this bullpen is still filled with the same guys that were, that made this team successful in the first half. So you didn't, you didn't detract from them. You're not handing them as many leads, but they're still not pitching well. Like this whole weekend, you can look at this whole whole Tigers series. The bullpen came in on Friday, didn't do its job in the in the first game, uh, even though they were already down anyway. They let the game get away. Saturday, they they weren't winning. They they you know they scored a few runs, but guess who came in and walked a batter, and that guy's still second. And then he didn't give his catcher a chance to even reasonably throw the runner out. So that guy got to third. I don't know if he scored, but. You know, that's what Tino talks about. He said before the game, we can't let our have our relievers turn walks into extra base hits. That's exactly what happened. You have that. And then Sunday, same thing. The bullpen came in and guess what? They let the Tigers spread the game out immediately. As soon as uh, Logan Allen was done, kept it two to one. The bullpen came in and let the Tigers build some cushion. Can't have that when you have a bad offense. You can't have you can't have rookie starters pitching their heart out and then you hand it over to the bullpen and they're just making it worse. You can't have that. That's bad for team morale. doesn't matter who's on your team. That's well, bad. It doesn't matter, morale. though. They weren't going to get the run. Like, Logan Allen was no. going to get the loss no matter what. That's the thing. Like, no, as much agreed. as we want to talk about it, it's like, it, it's not like they – and, you know, for those wondering, it's like, uh, was it with with Morgan, he was – he's now like nine or eight of his last 14 appearances. He's given up a run. And More than no, half. Nine. And then nine of his last 17 now, basically, since the start of July. Of July. Well, I was going to say, and that same problem happened with Morgan a year ago. Uh, for De Los mm-hmm. Santos, it's now three of his last five outings. He's given up two or more runs. We're not just saying one run. Uh, and, and I, you know, I, I don't know if it's necessarily overwork. I don't, because again, data shows they're not really that overworked of a pen. You know, maybe they have more guys who are more called upon. So maybe it's even though the the overall pen isn't worked as much as others. The reason that they're kind of not looking good is because of, you know, just some guys being relied upon as heavily. But yeah, this is a team that right now is I mean, you can't trust anyone at the back of that pen. Um, I, I will say, in fairness, at least Stefan has pitched better of late. It, it's after his. He has rebounded from his bad July or his bad, yeah, end of July after the All Star break. I should say yeah, he had that before, before the All Star break. He was starting to yeah, and and Class A had that one that kind of blew up on him recently. But other than that, he's been pretty reliable. But Henches has that been terrible. terrible. He's been like the guy of two years ago. 
said Morgan's looking like a year ago at this time when he struggled. Sandlin hasn't been good. Sandlin's, I mean, the, they just have everyone regressing at once. And Sandlin kind of didn't the, allow a run the month, the month of May. Remember how everyone kept saying, oh, maybe old Sandlin will go back down. It's like, and he was one of the best relievers the month of May. And then since then, it's been, it's gone downhill. Which is, you know, and you go back to him. I mean, he's been inconsistent throughout his short career so far. It's highs and lows. And that's where I'm like, very much part of me is getting to the point where it's like, you know, it, 99 came in and had a very 99 inning. Um, it was not good. It's like, I know they don't want to like, they don't want to sit there and add guys if they think they can get them through the rule five draft, but let's not mess around with things at the same time. Like Kevin Kelly would look great in this pen right now, but in fairness, like you and I, Kevin Kelly was third on our list. Like you and I both had Enright and Heron ahead of him. Right. And Enright, unfortunately just hasn't you know had, back together since you know, coming back cancer, cancer. Like, yeah it's gonna I take know, a i know what yeah right you, you know, can't like really... i got no he's doing the best he can he beat right. cancer. uh in a year he might be a useful helpful part of this team but it's i mean i can't imagine what it's like going through what he went through to try to right. get your body back so you know we, yeah. we we think next year he can contribute but like at this point in time add kate smith like i think you and i would both say he's one of the top three guys to likely add this offseason and he just misses bats like you can't tell me and right he now. He has a chance to go in the rule five. Too. Yes. And it's like, who is more likely to help this team in a year? Honestly, is it Cade Smith or is it 99? I mean, Cade Smith throws harder now. He's got the same walk issues, but he throws harder and misses more bats. Yeah. Well, I mean, in general, bullpens are kind of a young man's game too, right? Yeah. The more usage you have, the more you break down your bullpen. You need the experience in your bullpen, but you need a lot of youth too, because those guys I mean, throw harder and some guys don't hold up. And Karen checks know, at that point. You saw, if you watched the game on Saturday, you saw, because there were people for quite a, quite a long time saying, well, bring him back, bring him back. This bullpen needs James Tarancheck. He's throwing 92, 93, and it, the stuff's just not there. It's not there anymore, and, and it's the same issues as it has been. The only thing I could think of, because I was asking this too, I was like, so Cody Morris looks like he's back to being a reliever again. The, for a while there, the Guardians had intentions of stretching him out and trying to make him into like a, a longer – term option starting wise again which you know this is this is dangerous territory and there's no i don't think there's any data to back this up so this is more of a a, a feel you know a biased thinking but is it is it dangerous to like say okay this guy like especially with cody morris's injury history is it dangerous to think like okay this guy coming out of out of office injury rehab was going to be a reliever oh now we need to stretch him out as a starter because you know we lost savali and we're we've got injuries we got to bring him back as a starter and now they're like, oh, no, you're going to be in the, the bullpen again because now he's throwing 20 pitches an outing. I don't I have no idea whether or not that's dangerous health wise for a guy like that or anybody doesn't seem great to yo-yo him like that. But it also doesn't seem great that he's pitching a triple A and you've got I know Michael Kelly's in the IL and that's why Ch- James Karen check is up there. But Cody Morris figures at, at this point, he should be part of the team at some point. You know, like He should be part of your future. You should be finding out if he's if he is or isn't. James Karen check, the only thing I could think of is they're trying to showcase him yeah i guess oh god this is how much the season has done to me i'm finally acknowledging that yes maybe they are trying to showcase james karenchak to salvage any sort of trade value so they don't have to go into the winter and just non-tender him and they can get anything for him at this point that's the only thing i could think of right now otherwise cody moore should be up here why honestly why is he one of the guys not getting an opportunity right now why well it's like you look at 99 Let's go back to Andrew Miller. Let's go back to Cody Allen. Let's go back to what we're seeing with guys in this pen right now. Is the fact that like Tito has those guys that are security blankets that he just goes to and goes to and goes to. And these guys burn out quick. Like I think that's also an issue. Like we in general need to spread it around a little bit more, which I know is dangerous, but I think 
we're risking that like class A in two years. You've got to have a lot of depth. You've got to have a lot of bullpen depth in order to do that. But you have to do, I mean, nobody has. They had it a year ago. They had it a year ago. But but they still didn't spread it around. I mean, they still had three guys in the top three in appearances. Well, they did, but you also, yeah, they could have spread it out more. But everybody was reliable. Stanlin was reliable last year when he was healthy. Henches was fantastic. Stefan was fantastic. And it's only. reliever in the game a year ago yeah i mean at the first half of the year they were and now like no one is i don't know that's just bullpens like i i think i think you could even like de los santos is in the first half everyone's like ah give him more leverage opportunities and he's falling apart and he was great last year too he was found money a year ago i mean he didn't even start the year with the team he came up i and i think this this whole bullpen was the found money guys like sam you and i both i think wanted him to be let go after his failed starting pitching, they and then he yeah. turned into, I mean, and then and then we turn around at this time a year ago and we're saying he might be the second best reliever in this pen, like he might be the future setup guy. And then this year he looks like the guy of two years ago. I'm I'm willing to give Henches a bit of a mulligan because anytime a guy has injuries in spring training, like I always feel like they're behind the eight ball all year. Like it's one thing to get an injury in the middle of the season. I feel like you get an injury in spring training, you're always trying to play catch up and you're always trying to make up for lost time and always trying to get your yourself back on track so like part of me thinks there's some of that in there and and, uh, and overall i still feel like you come into the year next year with this mo- most of the same pieces like i think obviously you're not going to move on from class a or Stefan. i think henches continues to be here but like all the other roles de los santos stanlin morgan all those roles you should be adding competition for whether it's cody morris whether it's Cade smith whether it's frank wallman whether you go out and you trade for some reliever like you should be adding competition to spend because just like you said, it's got to have more depth. And that's that's what I want to talk about too before we get out of here too is just for a team that that it looked like they just had all this depth a year ago in terms of rookies and a farm system, it just feels like there's been a failure to develop. And I know it, some you're saying some of it's on coaching and not being prepared, but you know I think at the end of the day, you have to have the horses to go out there and run the race. And last year they did it. And this year, I feel like they just haven't had the horses to run the race. And now you have to question, is this going to work going the next year, playing year three of this plan? So we'll talk about that here in just a second. And still want to get to some, some Manny Ramirez memories too, as he was in the Hall of Fame this weekend. So all that coming up. Don't worry about the Guardians on Monday, but on Tuesday, you should go back to worrying whether or not they're going to be able to uh, tank enough to get to Nick Kurtz in the 2024 draft. And you can listen to do that on Tuesday on your SiriusXM app. Just search Guardians. Where are we at right now, Jeff? Where are we at in the uh, the tankathon? Have you done a tankathon yet? Uh, I think we're still 11th because they, you know, had a an okay <sighs> run when I was looking today. Uh, it's going to be hard. I mean, Detroit is eighth. Yeah, they're 11th. So, I mean, they would be 11th overall. They're currently tied with San Diego for record. I mean, the Yankees are soon going to pass them. They might be my new hashtag. Angels. Hurt the for next, Kurtz. Yeah, hurt there, for Kurtz. There, there's no chance that they're getting high enough to really get a good percentage at it. But then again, Nick Kurtz isn't going to go one anyways. Probably go somewhere like eight. He's the first baseman from a school that's single gets, greatest. The single greatest <laughs> offensive performer in Wake Forest history is Stuart hey, Fairchild. I you wanted you wanted Stuart Brock Wilkin, Fairchild. didn't you? You wanted Brock Wilkin, didn't you? I, I did. And I'll give I'll give Kurtz a chance when I see him next year. But like I spent that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I saw a little He hits bit for way too much power for Cleveland to draft, and let's be honest. He uh, no, gets the ball with the fence, hey, can't have that. If Ralphie he starts hitting more singles back up the middle, Ralphie the Guardians will is lofting the crud out of I mean, you want to talk good launch angles and power. here's my hot take. What we've seen with Rafi Velasquez, he is not the top catching prospect 
for the Cleveland Guardians because that bat is going to move too quickly for him to stay behind the plate. Yeah, and he won't be up until 2028 because everybody else this week is, is moving all their players up. A 17-year-old Ethan Salas is now in double-A for San Diego. Dylan, Dylan Cruz has started in double-A. A. I agree. There's talk about Jackson Holiday coming up. The Reds keep promoting dudes. The, the Padres promoted a ton of dudes. Um, Parker Meadows is up with Detroit. I want to, we do want to have a quick conversation about George Valera. He had a good week and we can talk about that too. But overall, just I just wanted look. to, point. yeah, we're looking at two games here. I don't know. Just overall, I feel like last year we talked about how many rookies made, made the majors. And then like, it was like, Hey, and, and all the best rookies haven't even deb- debuted. Right. Because last year it was, it was, um, you know, Freeman and, and Arias had full-time play, you know, had, had some moments last year. And but it's like, you were waiting on the pitchers, which we saw this year outside of his Valera and Naylor Valera, who just, again, can't, can't keep it together. Right. But it, it just felt like a year ago, we were talking about how, you know, Oh, you've got Will Brennan right now and you've got Quan and you've got Valera. And then, you know, you've got Bo Naylor still coming. You've got other, you know, you still have Arias and Ro- Rokio hasn't debuted yet. Like there's a bunch of guys last year on the pitching. We talked about how, all the blue chip prospects hadn't debuted. And, and obviously we're not sitting here saying like, Oh, it's time to give up on any of them. Cause it's not. And that's the thing. Again, the pitching guys came through this year and that was, you they go did. back, you go back to our top 10 lists and you know, we had three arms in the top five and, and one was Espino and Allen was probably our fourth arm universally. We debated Cantillo higher. So I, I don't want it to come across as like just this universal failure. Rokio has been okay. It's just, when you look at, the guys who haven't no Bo Naylor has stunk offensively. You know, let's just put that out there. He was our number one defensively. He's like, had moments too, where he has been very raw. Below average. Like we're seeing expected. why they were not rushing him up. You know, he has looked like a guy who needs time, but that's, you know, I get, I'm not giving up on Bo. I know there are other people. Oh no, there. absolutely not. No, but, just, he's playing like a rookie that is, that wasn't ready to start the year. And he's still, I'm not saying he's not, I'm not saying he's ready now. I mean, I'm not saying I want to send him back to triple a, but he's playing like a rookie and he's playing like a guy who wasn't ready to start the year for a reason. Everyone's like, ah, oh, he should be up. You're seeing a guy who clearly shouldn't we're have been up. Why, yeah. It's like, I, we're all those people who are telling us he's ready uh, all off season, getting mad. When he we had a good, three. he had a good game Saturday. He had a couple doubles. I think he had three hits yeah, overall. Did he, did he so you still see flashes. Think, not like we're saying, yeah, yeah, he had, yeah, two or three doubles. He had a great week. He had a great game on Saturday, although he didn't, he shouldn't have thrown that ball the second that Karen no. Jack, you know, screwed him on, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, the throw was, uh, you, you got to eat that throw. You got to eat that like, ball, but it's, you know, it's there's still no point Karen in throwing Jack. that. He never had a chance anyway to begin yeah, with. Yeah, there's no, and, and I don't know. you got to know that. You got to know your pitcher and be like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, there's no point in throwing this. That guy is just going to be able to steal the space. And, and even going back a year ago, too, I know I'm going to bring up the conversation everyone loves about Nolan Jones and Will Benson. You had those guys this time a year ago. So it felt like there was so much prospect depth. There were so many guys didn't know where they were all going to play. Didn't know how you were going to, you know, utilize them all. Like, look at the Cincinnati Reds. You know, everybody they've called up hitting wise. And I, you know, also they play in a, a band box, too. So I, I can't verify whether or not these rookies are playing as good on the road as they are at home. But either way, they're calling up all these prospects that can hit and, they're coming up and producing, you know, Christian Encarnacion strand may not have a defensive home, but he had a, had a walk-off home run the other day. Benson has, you know, played against lefties or righties only, which is the right role for him. Nolan Jones is playing great in Colorado and he's playing great on the road in Colorado too. Not just at, at Coors field, but like you had all these guys a year ago and now it feels like you don't have as much to rely on, right? The depth isn't there. That's why well, you no have, one, no that's why really you're playing out this year. Right. And that's why you're playing Cole Calhoun. You're playing Ramon Laureano and, you should not be the guardians. Why? Okay. 
why a year ago were we talking about how this is the youngest team in baseball and they sh- development not being linear and why they are on the rise and the good farm system and all this depth they had prospect-wise. And now you're playing Cole Calhoun and Ramon Laureano at the end of the season. That's a problem. That is a failure on development. It's a failure on building depth. You don't When you get to this point in the season and you expect to contend and you're not, and you have this great farm system and you've been relying on these prospects for years to come out and break, break out and, and bring you back into your window of contention. And I'm not saying it's not going to work long time, long term. It's not working this year. There's still a lot to be determined, but it's a failure that you don't have more depth and you don't have development going on where you have to sign Cole Calhoun, who didn't have a major league job all year. You have to sign Ramon Laurie. You have to claim Ramon Laureano. I, I really don't have an issue with Laureano overall because it's a nice reclamation project, but it's a problem that you need to take on a reclamation project right now because of straw, because of Brennan, because of Gonzalez, because you're, you think Gonzalez had a great well, 30 think, games you know, last year and he can't hit now. And that's also kind of the problem, like on varying degrees or levels, Brennan, we maybe got overhyped after what was essentially one strong year in the mind. Like before that it was, uh, you know, he, he was fourth outfit or type. Yeah. Before yes, that. It was four. And then we had the, that, that big year, you know, and it's also balancing out like what happens in that triple a park and then Oscar Gonzalez, we all knew he was going like anyone who, and there's a, there's a big gap right now. There's a big gap right now between major leagues and triple a there is. Yeah. So you acknowledge that. And again, development, not being linear these guys are still young. So I'm not saying they're not going to work out, but I'm saying that, I guess I'm saying overall, just, it's not good. The development certainly isn't being linear this year for them when you have to bring on two guys like that at the end of the year. And it looks when your lineup is, and this is part of the Josh Naylor injury too. We were texting about this. When your lineup has Cole Calhoun, Oscar Gonzalez and, and Ramon Laureano as your three, four, five, that's not a good look when you won a division a year ago. It's not, especially when you're in the middle of this plan where you feel like these are, you're living and dying with these prospects, you know, leading you to the next division title again. It's not a good look. And it's, it definitely speaks to things not going right this year, both health wise and development with your prospects. We didn't get time to talk about some minor stuff about call-ups, but I think tomorrow on the show, we'll talk about call-ups in general across baseball and in the system and just that, you know, system movement overall, since there's no game really quickly wanted to say too, I know we're already a little bit over. I enjoyed the Manny Ramirez hall of fame induction. That was a lot of fun. I think the guy should be in the major league baseball hall of fame. I think the guardian should assign I think the Guardians should just sign him. Why? Why not? I would take I would take Manny the rest of the year as kind of a, a publicity stunt at DH over Cole Calhoun okay. or over Oscar Gonzalez. And Cole Calhoun, point. in fairness, has an OPS over 800 in the last three days. He's actually he'll, been their best hitter. But I still home run on Saturday. There, there's no there's no valuation for him. I would I would year. take Manny Ramirez over Cole Calhoun right now. I would. A, it's it's like I said. A, it's a PR move. It's hilarious and. It resets his Hall of Fame clock. I think he could run into a couple of home runs. Just be fun. I will say at the end, I, th- I thought people are not happy with the Dolan. That's been like that for a long time. He got booed yeah. during Manny. They introduced him during the home Hall of Fame induction. Again, like I kind of think, you know, it is fair. Again, I appreciate that they get out of the way. But at the same time, like if you're going to just sink to the level of that low of a payroll, then you're going to rightfully get. Ripped yeah, off. I agree. I also I also kind of feel like. Ever, you know, f- fans can feel all they want. I'm not going to sit and tell a fan how they feel, but I think time and place too. Like Hall of Fame induction, one of those things where you're like, all right, I just, you know, a golf clap and move on. Like, you know, Manny gets a raucous cheer. Carlos Bayerga gets a raucous cheer and everybody else gets a great cheer. And you just give Paul Dolan a golf clap and you, and you move on. Like, I don't or you know. don't but, do anything. You know, Complete silence. Freeze him. Yeah. Out. You know, I don't know. For that kind of thing. Other, other stuff I can totally understand with. And that's just splitting hairs. Who really cares? You had an interesting comment on Manny too, since we're kind of running over for a second. 
well, you know, I see a lot of people comment about him and coaching and his, I just want to point out like guys who are natural hitters tend to be terrible coaches. Like, Eddie Murray was a great hitting coach, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys who never struggle don't really have a lot of approaches and tricks to help them be, you know, teach and work with hitters. It's listen, I, I would love for him to be in this organization in, in some form. Uh, he uh, said he wants to coach. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think he's naturally going to be the answer as a hitting coach, but I, I just want to say with this team in general for all the negativity, like the pitching has stepped up this year. I believe in the pitching going forward. That big three oh, is part of the reason why there's no depth in the minors is they did graduate three studs. Valera has been, you know, made of cardboard. Hopefully that'll get better. And if Espino rebounds, this rotation has a chance to be special. So I just want to, I want to end with some positivity here and say like, don't completely give up. And yeah, the, 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 the look add, good. Ralphies look good. Good in the general, kind of far away. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe the ladder moves quickly. Maybe they can help push him through, but in, you know, I'll just say this at some point, we'll sit down and talk roster. They need to figure some things out. They need two outfielders. We'll wait and hold judgment uh, in terms of some of the other developmental guys. Just remember, it's not linear. Bo Naylor could be a star in a year. Uh, Thank you all for watching, waiting. Uh, Shout out to some everydayers, Mike in seven HO and uh, Pat Binninger, who I've seen in the comments. Thank you. And go, go guardians. Go.